The head coach of Alabama Huntsville is Chris Luongo, and uh, joining us here for a pregame interview. And first of all, Coach, uh, how exciting is it for your club to come here play in Bridgestone Arena? I know it's just a, a short drive from Huntsville, but uh, still an opportunity for these guys to play in NHL Arena. Yeah, any time for, uh, for a college hockey player, if we can tie ourselves in with the NHL, obviously that's a great thing. Uh, I've been fortunate to get up to this building for uh, a handful of NHL games over the years, and it's a, it's a great building to play in. You know, this, the franchise is having success, and the, the, uh, the town is, uh, is very excited about that. So it, it's, it's very cool, and the guys are, you know, they're a little wide-eyed, and, and the, the lights are a little brighter out there, I think, than, than we're used to. But, you know, when the puck drops... Uh, it's just a hockey game, and uh, you know, hopefully somebody runs into you or you run into somebody to remind you of that fact as quickly as possible. I know that this is part of a, a venture to try to uh, grow or increase the visibility of hockey in the area. Can you tell us how this came about and also how uh, Merrimack came to be a part of it? Well, uh, Dan Cole, the uh, head coach from last year, and, and I had, had talked about uh, uh, the possibility that any time we heard of, uh, you know, for instance, somebody playing up in Joe Lewis or, or uh, playing out in the United Center of Chicago, and, and certainly, uh, while that's uh, that'd be a great opportunity, you know, having been in the building, as I mentioned, you know, and knowing what a great building it was. Uh, and then uh, he had some discussions with the people up here, and, and, uh, and, and really, I think it was, it was more their idea, and they're trying to increase the, the uh, visibility of the, the Nashville franchise and, and let people people see uh, how special it is and and from that aspect I think it's a great thing you know the the, the possibility off of something like this uh, first of all growing a, a weekend like this uh, over the years and second of all giving them an opportunity to expose uh, people to college hockey to uh, the Nashville hockey scene and uh, maybe in the future there's a, there's a frozen four uh, that can make its way down here yeah certainly I mean, we've only been here for a day or so and, and the area surrounding the arena is obviously very vibrant uh, you know a lot of places to eat and so on and a lot of things for people to do. It seems, seems like it would be an, an ideal setting for Frozen Four. You know, it's a it's a uh, it's a big small town, mm-hmm. and uh, in that sense, you know, everything is is right here in this area. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think it, it, it's geez, it's hard to uh, keep walking to the rink on the way down. You want to stop and pop your head in a few places and enjoy the music and, and the things that are going on. But uh, yeah, I think it'd be uh, it'd be a real good fit for college hockey. And you know, it's just another example of, uh, of the, the Predators organization going out and uh, you know, I say they they, they don't mind digging ditches uh, to build their base, and and uh, and it, it's great to be a part of it. How has it been received by the people in Huntsville? I think, you know, everybody's been pretty excited about it. You know, it's, uh, once again, you know, you get in a bit of the dog days of the hockey season and you get in January and, and uh, you know, I think it's a great, uh, it's a great kind of a, a little wake up at this point in the year to, to uh, have something that is, uh, it's still a home game, but it's uh, a little bit up the road and a, and a little different scene and, and, and uh, makes things real interesting. We talked about, uh, you know, your players, obviously, players for both clubs are excited about this, but I have to think for the Jeffrey on brothers, it's extra special being from Tennessee. Yeah, you know, I think all the way around here, you've got their, their brother uh, in their organization here, and, and the opportunity for, for Bryce and Sebastian to go out and, and, and skate in the rink that he's trying to get to as a professional, and that's it, once again, it's a great opportunity for them to get in front of their their family, you know, they have an, an opportunity that's not real common for uh, for UAH players to play, you know, an hour and a half from home. So in that sense, they're already uh, kind of a step ahead of most of our guys, although we do get regular visitors, as you would imagine, in the winter months to come down and enjoy some warmer weather and see the kids play. So, yeah, I think that's uh, got to be a real point of pride for uh, for uh, Mr. and Mrs. Jeffrey on. Will they be at the game tonight? <laughs> I, I think them and a hundred of their closest yeah. friends. Um, this 
meeting this weekend between Alabama, Huntsville, and Merrimack. Actually, the renewal of a rivalry that goes all the way back to the Division Two and the early Division One days for your program as well. Uh, these teams used to meet almost every single year. Uh, perhaps we'll see more of these games in the future. You know, uh, Merrimack has obviously, Coach Denny has worked that program into a real nice position, and it's certainly something that uh, uh, we all aspire to. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep plugging away and, and, and try and uh, get some things uh, settled. At the, at, in the meantime, you know, we've got a young team. Uh, you know, we're confident they're getting better. It's just, it's just a matter of uh, getting the kids some results to, to first of all, uh, prove to them that they, they are a better team than they were at the start of the year. And second of all, give them a little, bit of, a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel as far as, you know, there's some hard knocks you go through as a young team. And, you know, down the road they'll see uh, some benefits of the struggles that they've been through. Can you tell us a little about your team? I mean, obviously, uh, you know, the power play is one of the things that jumps out at you. The power play, I think, is ranked 10th in the country, and Matt Baxter leads it. You know, uh, Matt has just really, he's really found his, uh, his niche in that, that power play. And, and uh, you know, at the same time, what is he doing? Shoot the puck, shoot the puck, shoot the puck. And really, uh, uh, coaches can't impress enough on uh, uh, players that that's the key. You have to shoot the puck to score. And he's done a good job of getting it through. And, you know, it, it, has, been the, it has been the highlight of our year thus far. Uh, while we've uh, struggled to to score five on five, you know our, our penalty killing uh, it's it's not nearly as high, but I think it's moved in the in the right direction steadily uh, since uh, since giving up way too many to Wisconsin, which a lot of teams have done. Right. So uh, you know we're we're fairly uh, we're fairly happy uh, with our special teams, uh, our five on five. You know it, it, it's it's getting there once again. Uh, our goaltending's improving. Our, our D zone coverage is improving, and uh, you know we've we've identified some things that we try and impress on them uh, every game as the keys to uh, first of all, uh, you know playing in your D zone effectively is is best done when you don't play in the D zone very long, and uh, you know and that doesn't mean you hurry up and try and get it off them. It means when you do get it, you take care of the puck and uh, you efficiently get it up the ice. You don't want to have to come up with the puck three times in order to get it out of your zone once. So uh, we've gotten better at that. We've gotten some habits that have, are, are being built in that regard, and in that sense, I think, uh, I think that part of our game is moving in the right direction as well. Who surprised you, uh, maybe, you know, from a positive standpoint, that may, maybe has done better than you expected so far? Well, you know, you know, I think we've got some guys to do, you know, it probably, I guess the, the biggest, not surprise, but what we've expected from Matt Baxter is what we're getting this year. Maybe a little bit more, but as a senior, you would expect growth every year. And over, over the past three years, we've expected it, expected it, and we haven't got it. And you, you know, you wonder, well, is it even there? And he's shown us that it is there. I think Jamie Easton's done a great job, first of all, on the power play. He's been a real key uh, he's kind of a rover in zone in the offensive zone on that power play, and he's really allowed us to uh, to do some things on there that's been effective. Uh, you know, after that, you know, McRoy, there's a guy that has gotten points and he hasn't he hasn't played a ton. He's just got a knack, mm -hmm. and uh, you know if we can keep getting that from him and and uh, continue to massage the rest of his game into the position that we want, well, once again, it's, it's, it's hard to teach those types of things, uh, uh, that, that knack around the net, the ability to make plays when the opportunity arises. When we look at the bigger picture, and obviously you guys are in a kind of a situation here where you're trying to get into a league or you know have something more uh, more uh, solid, I guess, to stand on. Uh, I have to think first of all that games like this help because if you can keep a series like this going, say every year, every couple of years, you bring some teams down, and then that would help. But what are some of the other things you guys are doing? Well, our situation right now, in, in, as, as an independent, it, it 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 won't and can't be our future. Uh, now for the next. 
you know, what is the window look? Is it two, three years maybe? And uh, really what we're looking at the Penn State situation is what represents uh, possibilities for us. Obviously, uh, there'll be some upheaval, uh, you know, if it happens to be a Big Ten league, as, as have been a lot of rumors, and they've just been rumors, but uh, that has been uh, the direction a lot of the the talk has gone, uh, then that's going to obviously affect uh, both the WCHA and the CCHA. So everybody in the West will be affected. And, you know, our, our hope and our vision is that when the chips fall and things are sorted out, that will represent a little more value. And I think it'll be an opportunity. You know, in the, in the past when we've tried to solve our league issues, it's only been us that has been at stake. And I think with this larger upheaval, there, there are a lot of teams that are worried about, not, not necessarily survival, but what, what the landscape for them is going to look like. And I think with everybody having a similar concern as ours, uh, that's, that's going to cause people to step back and say, what's best for everybody? Right. And certainly our existence, uh, I would argue, is best for college hockey as a whole. You know, we, we, we are the only foothold in the South. If you check rosters in the, in the, in the leagues that... Uh, all of the college hockey are recruiting in. There are kids that are coming out of this area, have first-hand uh, involvement with uh, youth hockey in Huntsville, in Nashville, in Atlanta, and we play against teams out of Florida. And I know there are good players coming out at all age groups, and that is, it's not, it's not going to go the other way. As long as there is the existence of the Nashville Predators, the Atlanta Thrashers, the Florida teams, as long as they're there, their, their bases will continue to grow, and I think it's... It, it behooves college hockey to have a foothold in the South and have an opportunity at some point in the future to grow that foothold. As you've played some of the teams this year, the teams that have been on your schedule, a number of the teams are, are going to be in that situation, as you mentioned, depending on how things shake out with the Big Ten. Uh, uh, is it too early? I, do, you, do you have conversations with them at this point to say, hey, you know, let, let's continue to keep the lines of communication open? Yeah, we, you know, they're, they're obviously informal and uh, we are we are on the periphery, basically the the 800 pound gorilla is the Big Ten question, yep. and that will be solved solved without UAH input, I would imagine. <laughs> so or a lot of other people. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We'll be in the, we'll be in the majority that won't have input. But you know that being said, um, when is when that's sorted out and we see what the uh, the collateral damage, for lack of a better word, is on other schools of similar ilk, uh, then then there's going to be a regrouping of sorts. And that's a conversation we want to be in. Uh, our task at this point is to, is to remain uh, a healthy and vibrant program. Uh, we have the absolute support of the president of our university, and that means the world to us. That's our lifeline. And uh, he knows what we represent from a standpoint of uh, uh, an opportunity uh, for uh, a sport to put the university on national headlines, such as we did last year in the NCAA tournament. And uh, we have great sports at the Division II level, but it, it, it's not the same. I, I don't think that's even a, a matter of opinion. That's just, the, that's just the nature of it. And we understand that. You know, our job is to, uh, is to put the name of UA Huntsville out there. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we relish that, uh, that task. And, and uh, you know, we look forward to having an opportunity to do that for years to come. 
I've had the opportunity to, to visit Huntsville a couple of times. Actually, it was in the summertime. I had a friend who played uh, pro baseball for the Stars down there. Um, again, not during hockey season, but obviously, I mean, it, it, clearly a very strong sports area and hockey very, very important to the folks down there. I mean, the Merrimack people in particular, I think, remember back to the days when they played a lot, and and there were there, there was that rivalry that was built. Two schools that are in a very similar situation: Division two schools. Hockey's the primary sport. Hockey's the sport that gets their name out there nationally. Um, good to hear, I suppose, that uh, yeah, as you said. Uh, you have the full support of the university. Um, are there any are there any things in particular uh, that that he said that uh, you know need to be done or that you guys try to do in addition to what you're doing already? Well, you know our our our, our biggest thing and and when we were denied admission the CCHA one of the one of the tasks identified uh, by Dan Cole was to uh, was to build a schedule that in lieu of a, a league schedule when we went out and recruited was was proof of our existence uh, and where where our future lay at least the near future uh, from year to year and and you know without without that league schedule and that that being said even with a league schedule that's no proof that you're not going to go away uh, but uh, when you're talking to prospective student athletes uh, they like to have that certainty be able to kind of envision and you understand that uh, you know if you were a young man in that situation you want the same thing so uh, you know, building our schedule is a big thing, and we've gotten, you know, this is a good example, we've gotten some outstanding cooperation. Uh, my, my one fear is that, is that we, we get it, and then everybody starts to lose that point of focus that, hey, this is still an issue, and that's one of the things that, that I have to continue to be in front of people about, hey, you know, we need games, we need not only games, but we need home games. Right. And, uh, you know, we are, we are understanding, and this year we're at, uh, we're at 18 road games, 12 in Huntsville and two here. And you know what? I think I really think that's a reasonable balance. Uh, you know, I've had people say, "Geez, you only got 12." And you know what? I think I think for what our school is that at this point, that's not bad. Uh, the biggest thing that has bit us this year is is uh, is when those home games have been. We haven't had enough with our students in session. And part of that is you, people have uh, the, uh, other schools and programs have openings around the holidays. The kids are gone. You know, we had one fall on a fall break that was unfortunate. But, you know, short term, we can manage that when we get to 12 home games a year. And um, so that, that's really what we're trying to do is prevent a, a kind of a slow decay. And I really think it, 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 once things are sorted out, and I think a lot of it, at least along the lines of the Big Ten schools, will be this summer, I think it will behoove any league that is interested in taking us on as a member that they do certain things to uh, ensure our, our health and that certainly is going to make us a better member of their league at that point in time so you know we're, we'll look for you know some sort of a lifeline over the summer that you know an indication of where the possibilities are and hopefully have a better feel as we move forward and once we have that we can use that recruiting and we can start to to repair uh, some of the issues that we have because of our, our status uh, can you tell us any of the non-league games in the upcoming years that you may have already scheduled? Non-league games. Well, we have actually the huge league up, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. I, I didn't even notice. Uh, we have uh, coming in next year. We have Bowling Green coming back. Uh, we have Ohio State coming in. So we're real excited about that. Um, uh, the Air Force is coming in. Okay, so we still have to track down. We've had some discussions with some teams about uh, some other home games. We have we have uh, on the road next year. We'll be going uh, to Bemidji returning games. They came in. Uh, we'll be going to Mankato. Uh, we will be at Denver. Uh, so once again, there's some formidable opponents on there. And you know what? It's it's tough, and we've had a we've had a, a difficult road schedule this year. But 
I think we've been we've been uh, forged in the fire a little bit, and I hope that uh, we see some benefits down the road from uh, going down this tough road. What are one or two of the keys for the game uh, to the game for your club tonight and tomorrow? Well, we always talk about discipline, and not just discipline the penalties, but discipline the system, and uh, and and having having uh, the discipline to the will to play, to to not lose your focus, uh, and I really think um, that. Uh, Defending well, and uh, and being efficient w when we come up with the puck, and that's really that's really uh, that if we defend we have to de you're going to spend time in your zone that that's just the nature of the game. You defend well, you're efficient when you get the puck, and that means you advance it through the neutral zone and into the offensive zone. And now you have an opportunity to first of all make them play defense, and second of all spend spend your energy at their end and not continue to spend it in your own end. Well, Coach, thank you very much for your time. We uh, certainly appreciate it, and uh, we wish you the best of luck this weekend and going forward. Thank you. You as well.